The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Best of. This is the best of the Joan Hamburg Show. Taking you behind the curtain. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome everyone to the Joan Hamburg Show. And I don't know about you, but I feel like we have to laugh. And even all the stuff streaming on TV, they're either getting murdered or they're depressed or whatever. We need funny, funny things. So I just needed a little touch with Susie Essman, who is in L.A. It's going to be the 11th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the brilliant Larry David series, which makes us all so happy. And I'm sure Susie's the happiest of all. She's working, who would believe, 11 seasons later. Oh, and she who plays, who, right? The big mouth, Susie Green. So <laughs> do you have an apartment in L.A.? You know what? We rented a house for six months. Um, that was and it's, nice. It's actually been fine because Jimmy, my husband, is here with me and Popeye, our dog, and he plays golf and I work. What a life he has, huh? He plays I golf tell you, and I work. I know these guys, they hit pay dirt somewhere along the way. They really did. It's great. But you know what? He's very handy. So he can He's do. Very handy. Oh, oh, he pays his way. He's very, very handy. Has dinner ready for me when I come home from shooting oh, for you're 12, kidding. 14 hours. No, he's the best. Um, oh. And we're just, you know, it's beautiful weather and we're here, but I'm homesick, of course. You know me. I, I got to be in you New need, York. I, you know you what need I New York. Most, Joan? What I miss the most from this whole pandemic, I realized, besides the fact that I'm dying to shop and get a pedicure and like all those things, right. I, miss, Meet I friends. miss people watching in New York City. You know, I come back and forth between the east end of Long Island and the city. And the difference now, there are people back on the street, which there were not a couple of months yeah. ago. It was really scary. Now there's a lot of traffic. Stores, though, are closed, shut. All those little restaurants that dotted every neighborhood street. I know. Shut. That's what's breaking my heart. That's what's breaking my heart. It's because everything we love. It was your neighborhood. You know, it was your neighborhood. And and what people don't understand about New York City is people think, you know, it's Times Square. It's not. We all live in neighborhoods where we know the bartender and we know our dry cleaner and we know, you know, the guy in the liquor store, whatever. It's it's our our small shop mom and pop merchants that I miss so much. And I'm worried about all those people. Well, you have good reason because the signs, which in the beginning were closed, you know, will open soon or whatever, those are gone. Now yeah. it's just done, closed. And the city, people who are on the street have their heads down and they're walking like they're in a rush. You know, the way we used to walk yeah, and yeah. look and at everything. And they're, they're in mass, which I'll tell you the truth. It's sort of, I can't breathe or even see wearing these things, but forget makeup, forget lipstick, forget anything. Oh, the lipstick you just, industry is suffering tremendously. I know, seriously. <laughs> because 
You put lipstick on, then you put the mask on. It gets smeared all over the place. I know. <laughs> and But who puts anything on? I am desperate. Beauty parlors, things that we took for granted. I would love us to do. Now all we do is talk about who's delivering food. I'm cooking. I, you can't even believe how much well, time I'm spending in the you know, kitchen. You know, speaking of a handy husband, my husband now does my hair color. No. Yes. Too bad you he live so far away. <laughs> well, he's a very good, he's a really good artist, you know, so he, he used to paint. So it's just like painting. It's just gray roots. You just paint the gray roots. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. And he's he's cooking too. I'm talking, by the way, to Susie Ashman, one of the stars of Curb Your Enthusiasm and innumerable other things. I first met Susie, I forget how long ago, she was doing a lot of stand-up and was a friend. We had a very good mutual friend. Wasn't that how we met each other? I forget I how long so. ago. I think so. Anyway. Who knows? So, it's a New York story. It's a blur anyway. The whole, our whole, everyone's lives are a big blur. Now we talk about, did you get your vaccine? Even when we talked about traffic in the past, it was wonderful. No more. You know, here's the, up, here's the upsides of COVID, okay? I don't have to see anybody I don't want to see and make excuses. You have like a ready-made excuse in terms of socializing. People don't recognize me on the street because I'm wearing a mask and usually a hat and sunglasses. Uh, you don't have to shake people's hands. The handshake is over. As it over. Should it should be over. Touching people's sweaty palms. It's enough. Oh, gosh. I know. And you're. Oh, we're all finding out we have skills that we didn't have before. Like, I'm very hyper. But I swear to you. I could go for hours doing nothing. Sometimes I'll hold a book because I'm ashamed. <laughs> but I don't necessarily read what it. What are you doing, Joni? You're just staring into space? I sort of just stare into space. <laughs> and then my daughter, if she, who's working her fanny off, will come well, and say, right, that new business is booming. And she'll say to me, what are you doing? And I say, I'm thinking. She said, you're thinking? I said, <laughs> yeah, I got to think so. I'll talk to you later. And that's what I'm doing. I don't even know what day of the week it is. I know, I know, I know. And we're What's lucky. It? Why? We're oh, well, lucky we're lucky because we're working and we've got stuff. And we got, you know, you got a house. I mean, you know, it, it's just I've, space. Absolutely. I know. We have people in, come visit in the backyard, you know, like that. So, but, but I think by this summer, we'll all, all of us, especially all of us vaccinated people, by this summer, we'll be able to socialize again in small yeah, with, groups. With, right, with small groups within limits. So, but I'm curious. Now, of course, Curb is, is a series. It's fabulous. But you're not doing stand-up anymore. No. Or you don't have no. time. But when we talk and think about comedy... Like, what's funny now? I can't take any more Trump stuff. I'm really sick of it. No, no, no. We're done with him. Although I right? will say this. I've been sleeping so much better since the inauguration. Right. You feel your heart is at ease. I, I'm sleeping through the night. I don't feel so anxious. I don't feel... And part of it has to do with him, and part of it has to do with that I feel that as though this is getting under control and we're getting vaccinated. And it's still going to take a long time, but th there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of anxiety. I, you know what? I hope so. From your mouth to God's ear, as we used to say all the yes. time. 
But I mean, I feel for comedians too, because. Yeah, you know, there's a whole generation, and this is another thing that upsets me when I think about it the restaurants. And there's a whole generation of comedians that just missed, you know, a year and a half or a year, whatever it's going to be, of their stand up life. And nothing is more important for a comic than stage time. You just got to get up, especially mm. in the beginning. You just got to get up over and over and over again. And there's no place for these kids to do it. You know, I, there's a, I, I know people are doing underground and they're meeting on rooftops. And But, you know, the Zoom doesn't really work for comedy for me. No, I don't think it really works for anyone. And I don't understand. Now, of course, they all have to be politically correct because if they aren't, it comes back and hits them in the face. Right. But, and then there's Twitter and all this. It's like another reason yeah. I don't even want to do it anymore. It used to be, you know, you were in a comedy club and it was smoky. Everybody smoked and it was down yeah. and dirty and you could say whatever you want. And it was private. And we're just all in this kind of situation together. You know, the audience, the performer. And now it's it just it doesn't feel private anymore. No, it's it different. Exposed. But. A show like Curb with a guy like Larry David, who's right there in your face. But still, how does a show like yours stay so relevant during very because complicated times? Larry does times? not care. Larry does not care about offending anybody. He could care less. And he's an equal opportunity offender. You know, every ethnic Without group, question. every race, every religion. Um, and he and he does not care if somebody's offended. He doesn't care if he's politically uh, incorrect and somebody comes down on him about, he doesn't, he truly does not care, which gives him incredible freedom to just be funny. Do you care about insulting people or being taken the wrong way or you don't care either? Me personally or when I'm yeah. on the show? Well, when you're on the show, obviously. When I'm on the show, I don't care because then I'm playing a character. So I'm playing a character. If my character says something, it's my character saying it. It's not me. You know, right. so you have, I could hide behind that, which is kind of great. And then that's why I get to yell and scream and curse and be angry. And I, it's, it's my character. It's not me. <laughs> and people, why didn't you tell me that there was this thing you were doing where people would literally pay to have you shriek at them? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. love you know, that. People, they love to be yelled at. What can I tell you? I, I'm just <laughs> lucky that I've made a living at it all. Luck, I'm lucky that I make Larry David laugh so hard because that's how I've made a living all these years. And I, it's just not only is it a funny show, it's the most fun show to shoot. You know, we just have so much fun shooting this show. We laugh all day long. And it's completely improvised, as you know. So there's no stress. There's no memorizing lines and, you know, none of that. Right. I just feel like the luckiest girl in, in these United States having this job. So what happens, because it is free and it is ad-lib, what happens if something doesn't work, like stand-up? You know, you can always come back the next night and fix it. But what well, happens when you're doing something like Curb? You say, you say cut, and then you do another take. Okay. So, and is Larry very much listening to everything? Yes. Yes. He is so on top of everything. Just the other day we were shooting a scene, another dinner party at Susie Green's house. We have a lot of dinner parties. <laughs> and, and your cousin, Richard Kind, was in the scene. Isn't he your cousin? Uh-huh. How are you related to him? Richard... It's it's actually, this is going to bore everyone, but he's my Aunt Adeline who married my uncle, my mother's um, brother. So it's like 
he married into my family. And then we immediately adopted each other. And his father was in the jewelry business. And believe me, the last thing they wanted was their uh, big galoppy son to be a comedian. And to and to do all the stuff he was in Chicago doing improv. The guy does not stop working. I know he works, he works constantly, all. and he's, I, he's so good. He's good at drama. Funny. He's good at comedy. He's terrific. I know. I'm so glad he's in the eleventh season, which he is, is great. Who, love- who else is in it? But but anyway, so we were doing a scene at the dinner party, and I said something to him, improvised, and then. You know, and then Larry will say to me, you know what, don't say that because that, that tips the, the joke or whatever, that gives away, blah, blah. So then we do another take and I don't say it. It's like very simple. It's just very kind of, you know, easy. And you probably laugh a lot on the set no, too, we which laugh is a time. gift. We laugh nonstop. We laugh nonstop. I'm not yeah. allowed to tell you. We have a lot of great guest stars, which I'm not allowed to tell you. But okay. the regulars are all back. Uh, Vince Vaughn is back. Ted is back. Cheryl's back. JB. Jeff, of course. Um, unfortunately, Great. Richard Lewis is not back because he had, he had some back surgery. So he's not oh, able to terrible. come back. I is know. he okay? He's, he's, you know, I mean, <laughs> Joan, as I am talking to you now, I am lying with an ice pack on my shoulder. This is no. old age. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I woke up with something. I woke up. <laughs> you just wake up. It's like, oh, my God, I, I pulled my shoulder. It, this is old age. <laughs> Do you exercise, Susie? Yes, I exercise. And the more I exercise, the more I hurt myself. That's why I'm telling you, it's not so good for you. It's just making all the parts scream. I'm talking to Susie Essman, who's in L.A. for the 11th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of my all-time favorites. I can't wait for it to come back, but we have to wait for the fall. How do they work on the set? Do you have to wear a mask until it's time? It's very protocol. We actually took five weeks off because things were very bad here in mid-January. So we just decided to just, you know, take a few weeks off. And we're a very old cast. You know, we're all high-risk people on our cast. It's Everybody's in shields and masks, and there's hand-washing stations. And everybody Mm. gets tested every day, and they all wear these these kind of Fitbit-like things around their wrists, which if you get too close to somebody, it buzzes. You're you know, kidding. Kind That's of, a great idea. Brothery, you know, um, and, uh-huh. and they also have that for contact tracing. If anybody tests positive, they could somehow contact. It's a little creepy, but it's necessary. I feel vulnerable because when we're doing scenes, we are, we're not in masks, obviously, when right. we're doing scenes. So everybody is masked except the actors. But they're incredibly careful and, you know, nonstop testing. And now that I just got the second shot, I'll feel a whole lot better, I think. I'll feel a little right, a after, more relaxed. Right, after two weeks. And Even though you still do. have to be vigilant, I'll just, I'll just, peace, I'll have a little peace of mind. No, I know. And my son was saying that they get tested at least two or three times a week. Yeah, we get tested every when day. When they're shooting. Every yeah, day when you come in? Every day we get tested every day. Um, now, testing isn't preventative. So, you know, all it could do is, and a couple of, there have been uh, a couple of positive tests and we have zones, you know, the A zone and B zone and who's allowed to oh be near God. each it's other. And, unbelievable, right? But I do think it's one of the safest places you could be because the protocol is so strict and we're constantly tested. But mm-hmm. it'd be great. Hopefully within, I don't know, a month, six weeks, everybody can get vaccinated. It would be fantastic. Yeah. 
it's we need that and it does make a difference uh, the whole the israeli thing where there's it's done so incredibly well by vaccinating almost everyone in yeah. that country and they they just did a whole thing here where they couldn't believe they looked at the rates of vaccination and this terrible virus and the vaccination is like a miracle yeah you know even yeah. in the beginning stages so how is life in la for you beside working i know you miss new york but have it's you adjusted to gorgeous now. weather? Yes, we take long walks every day when I'm not working. Um, it, it's but we don't really see too many people. You know, we we Can't. it's just it's the same kind of thing. We socialize a little bit outside, which is nice that we could do that here. But it's just it's very quiet. And when I'm not working, uh, there's a sameness to the days that that's that's disconcerting. You know, it's just like oh, another day to fill. <laughs> I know. Foraging. It's all about foraging for food. Oh, God. I know. We're all obsessed. I cannot believe it that what we eat becomes the focal point of the day because that's our totally. activity. Yeah. But that's how you it's know, been like, for millions of years. That, well, I know, but we just, we just didn't know it. You know, we're not hitting yeah. wild animals over the head in the middle of Beverly Hills. But so. we have gone out a few times to, you know, eat out. Out, outdoors, which you can do uh -huh. here because it's, you know, in the 70s. And that's just been like, I just have to go out. <laughs> I just <laughs> have to sit in a restaurant. But the people watching here in Pacific Palisades is not as good in New York City. You just Wait, it's not as good as New York? No, no, you don't get the variety. You just don't get, New York is a visual feast of people watching. The crazies and the types and the big, small, fat, thin, every every ethnicity imaginable. Here is a lot of there's a lot of long legged blondes. Yeah, with good faces. Ex well, with 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 put together faces. Yeah, plastic faces. Right. I know. You know New York though. You know how fabulous people would look if you walk on Madison or Fifth. Forget it. Jeans, sweats. Not good. I mean, everyone is schlumping around because no one's yeah. going anywhere. Right, right. They're going to open the movies soon. And I'm going to be very curious to see if people are willing to go inside. Well, Broadway I miss. I miss Broadway tremendously. And that's another, I feel so, uh, you know, all these actors and they're just, it's just, you know, horrible. No, it's a horrible time. And when you look at the thousands of people unemployed, not only actors, but the people who make the costumes, who work on the shoes, the stagehands, it's the a crews, disaster. Everybody, yeah. There's a lot of ancillary. There's, you know, you talk about costumes, then there's the dry cleaner, then there's the caterer. Then there's so many ancillary people in all these businesses that are affected. Um but, you know, I, I am a New Yorker, diehard New Yorker, as you know, and I totally believe we'll come back bigger and better and stronger than ever. I really do. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, we will. And we have to be patient and we have to be very supportive because definitely tough times ahead. However, but when, when Broadway comes back, I want your entire audience to run out and buy tickets and support. Absolutely. We're going to make them do that and do all the things that have passed because 
there's no one to see it. And we need people to get their jobs back and kids to go back to school. That's why the vaccines are essential. Anyway, Susie, I'm so happy to hear from you. I hope things continue to go well. When do you think you'll be back? Uh, Early May. Okay, so you've got a couple more months. Yeah, a couple well, more had... months, and then, and then once we're back, we will come take a ride out to the Hamptons and visit. Okay, we look forward to it. Say hello right, to your husband, stay warm. and I'll talk to you soon. All okay, the best. Susie Esmer, ready to go into the 11th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We'll see that in the fall. Thank you for sharing, Susie. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. WABC.